0: Welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the importance of routine. And this is really critical out there so you don't make a mistake and forget to do something like adding chemicals to the pool or some other step and so getting into a routine is really important in a pool service business pool service pro open a leslie's wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day leslie's pool supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week another great benefit of opening a leslie's wholesale account is leslie's referral program get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a leslie's pro and i think the number one way to prevent any kind of errors out there on your pool route is to do the same thing all the time. Now this can be monotonous, but it's the only way to kind of do it without forgetting a critical step in you know taking care of a pool. I think getting into a routine or a habit of doing things a certain way is something that comes naturally to us. I have a friend who was quitting smoking and he would have to take a different route home from work because when he got to the certain area where there's a stop sign with a lot of traffic, he would just take out his... Uh, smokes and you know, light up. And so he had to change his route so that when he got to that same point again, he wasn't tempted to pull out a cigarette and light up. And that's kind of just one way of saying or showing that building a habit is very easy to do. And with your pool business, if you start off with the same routine, you can actually build that into a habit. And even if a customer comes out and talks to you, or if you get a phone call or something disrupts your routine, you'll fall back into it pretty quickly. A lot of times I will you know, be talking to a customer or if a phone call comes in, I'll kind of forget what I'm doing and then the routine takes over basically when I'm talking and sometimes I'll leave that stop and think to myself, did I do that? And then I always kind of go back to the fact that I usually do, even if I wasn't paying attention, I, I did that particular thing for the pool a hundred times and you can't remember because you've been at that pool again all the time. And so it's one of those things that the routine will save you from those kind of mistakes. And 9 out of 10 times, I'll go back to the pool the following week. And yes, I had did what I thought I may have forgotten I had done when I get interrupted. And I think that's the main thing that will break your routine out there is when you get interrupted by a customer or if something unexpected happens and you kind of get out of your routine. And so with that said, I'll go over the basic routine that I do when I get to a service stop. The first thing I'll do is I have a kind of a mental note of the pool itself, so I kind of know what I'm looking for, what I need to take in there. And you'll get familiar with the pools on your route. You'll know if you need to take your vacuum back, or your riptide, or your bottom feeder, or whatever you're using to clean the pool. You're also going to know if you need to take extra chemicals back. Certain pools will require more chlorine, more shock than other pools. And so, knowing this ahead of time saves you a trip back to your truck. You can, of course, just carry everything back there. But I kind of like to know when I pull up to the pool from the routine of the past of what I actually need for this pool. And if the pool is a light debris pool, doesn't need a vacuuming, I don't take my riptide back there for that reason. So the first thing, of course, is kind of know the routine based on past services of this particular pool. And then you can go from there. So when I get to the pool, the first thing I do is I scan the pool for something unusual, dead rodents floating on top, algae somewhere, you know, is the water cloudy, Things that will indicate that there is a problem sometime during the week that needs to be addressed right away. And scanning the pool is really important, I think. Something that maybe you don't do, but I think it's really important to stop and just stand there for 20 or 30 seconds and look the pool over carefully before you do anything else and kind of get a feel for how the pool looks. And you can notice something that you may not notice if you just jump right in and start skimming or checking the chemicals, whatever you do first. So I always look at the pool without really doing anything except looking at the pool, and I think that's an important step. The next thing I'll do is I'll go over to the equipment area and turn on the equipment if it's not running. If it is running, I'll check the equipment for any leaks or anything like that. That's another critical thing that you could make a mistake with is missing a leak or some kind of problem. So I always scan the equipment every time. Then I'll, of course, turn the pool on, get everything running, and make sure everything's flowing because more than likely, you're going to have to add some kind of chemical to the pool. So I like everything running. Plus, if you're going to vacuum it, you're going to need the pool running. So I'll turn on the pool, and I'll definitely make sure everything is running correctly at the equipment. The next thing I do is I'll check the chemicals. I'll do the readings that I need to do that week at that pool. And then once I have the readings, I'll kind of make a note in my head of what I need to add to the pool. I add my chemicals last to so that, um, you know, for a number of reasons, but mainly just to kind of stay in a routine. And I'll do that after I'm done cleaning the pool. And so then I'll skim the pool. Uh, I go around a couple times. And then either I'll vacuum the pool if it needs it, spot vacuum it. And then the final step is brushing the pool. I think brushing the pool is pretty critical. It prevents a lot of algae from forming. If you listen to the podcast I did with Rudy Stankiewicz, he mentions that brushing is probably the number one thing you can do to prevent algae in the pool And brushing is time-consuming, but I try to brush all the pools that I can out there. I'm probably not 100% good at this all the time, especially when it's like 100 degrees out there. But I'll try to brush the pool as much as possible. For sure, the step area of the pool and any areas where there may be a dead spot, you want to brush that area. And then after brushing the pool, I usually will empty the skimmer basket and pump basket. A lot of times, you can forget to do this if you're not in a routine, so definitely be in that routine to where you're going to clean out the baskets at the same time. And I do both the pump and skimmer basket at the same time. That way I don't empty one, forget the other. Again, I'm just sticking with the routine that I do and doing both of them at the same time. Seems to be really effective for me. And then I'll add the chemicals to the pool, whatever it needs. If it needs, you know, muriatic acid or chlorine, I'll definitely add that to the pool. And if it's a trichlor pool, you're going to add the tablets to the floater or to the chlorinator course when you're doing the pump basket it's a good time to open up the chlorinator and add the tablets there or if you're doing cal hypo it's a good time to add the cal hypo tablets to the cal hypo feeder and a good thing about starting and stopping the equipment especially if you have a salt water generator connected it's a good way to check if the salt water generator is working sometimes by stopping the equipment and then starting it again you're going to get a different reading you may have gotten there and it shows that there's low salt, but when you stop everything and reset it or leave it off for a minute and start it up again, sometimes that salt reading will adjust itself and it'll start producing. So you may get to one of your accounts and it looks like the salt system is not generating or working correctly. And by simply turning off the pool, turning the pool on and off, it may even reset the system. And of course, part of adding chemicals or when you're getting ready to leave is to make sure the salt water generator is working. And so kind of put that in your routine of checking the chemicals, if the pool's running for about 10 minutes or so when you're cleaning it and you get back over by the equipment and the salt system is still not showing that it's generating, it may be flashing dirty cell or something like that, then that's an indicator you have to take the salt cell off and soak it in the acid water mixture to get it working again. So that falls under the category of adding chemicals because if you leave that pool with the salt water generator not working, it's not going to be adding or making chlorine or generating chlorine, I should say would be a better term. During the week, and so you've kind of failed at that point of adding chemicals to the pool. And so that's one of the things with a saltwater system that you're going to have to be aware of is that if it does have an indication that it's not working, that falls into the add chemical category. You can, of course, add liquid chlorine to compensate for that. And if you get to a saltwater pool, since I'm on the subject and they've had heavy usage, you really can't just put that saltwater generator in superchlorinate mode. All that does is increase the output to 100%, and it doesn't do anything else. It doesn't add any more chlorine to the pool per se. It just increases the output to 100%. So it doesn't really superchlorinate the pool or boost mode, whatever they call it on the system. So you're going to have to add liquid chlorine to that pool to get it to a chlorine level that's acceptable before you leave. And so a lot of times people think if they're at a pool with a salt system and there's no chlorine, just put it in boost mode or superchlorinate mode and you're fine. And that's not the case. And the last thing I'll do is I'll scan the pool again just to make sure I didn't miss anything. You know, sometimes you miss a certain area of brushing. That's why I like to kind of give it one last scan to make sure everything's working. And I really don't advise this. Never leave your service account when you're finished unless the equipment's back up and running 100%. And so if you clean out the pump basket and you just leave without making sure that everything fires up, you don't bleed the air out of the filter... You may be doing yourself a disservice because the pool may not prime. There may be a problem. I've had an occasion where I've cleaned out the pump basket and the O-ring fell off the pump lid and I'm waiting for it to prime and I can't figure out what's going on. And of course, I noticed that the O-ring is on the ground there and this could happen to you also. It's very common or maybe something's interfering with the priming of the pool, but make sure everything is running before you leave that stop again. And that's kind of why it's important to turn on the equipment and to leave the equipment running when you leave so that you know that everything's working correctly. I don't think you can do a service stop correctly by getting there without turning on the equipment and leaving without turning on the equipment. So make a note, always turn on the equipment, and make sure that it's running before you leave that stop. Now I know there's certain customers that don't want you to leave the pool running for 20 hours, especially if it's an automatic timer, so one good trick for this is to set your pools to run while you're there, and so that you're not going to be running it for X amount of time past what the customer expects. Another trick would be to get some on-off trippers for the animatic timer, and just put a small set time that on the timer to go on and off for you while you're there. For the automated systems and for the standalone VS pumps, it's pretty easy. There's a timeout mode or a quick clean mode, whatever is on the system. Just by putting it there, we'll run it for three hours, and sometimes you can program in longer run times, which I like to do sometimes. So definitely there's tricks around leaving the pool on for 10 hours on the customer if they have an automatic timer. But basically you want to have the pool running anyway, especially if you add chemicals, that way it circulates. I don't think you can add chemicals successfully without having the pool running for at least three hours afterwards. And so that's another important reason to run the pool after you're there. Plus when you're running the pool, the skimmer is activated, so any leaf debris that falls in within that short period of time between when you were cleaning and when the customer looks at their pool, is a good safety net. And of course, if there's a suction cleaner or a pressure cleaner, having that running after you leave the pool is another good safety net. The last thing you want is the customer to call you and say, hey, where's at my pool? Because I see a leaf in there. And that happens. And so it's good to have the automatic cleaners running after you leave the stop and also to have the skimmer running. And if you're using an app like Skimmer or Pay the Pool Man, You definitely want to send the customer the photo and a message saying that the pool was serviced if you go that far in your service. And the last thing I do is I make notes of that service account of what is needed. So I may notice that there's something that's needed at that pool for the following week. And this helps you, again, with that routine that I mentioned when you first pull up to the pool, knowing what to take back to that pool. So I may notice that the automatic cleaner needs a part. I'll note that on there. Let's say that it's a Pool Vernugan Pool Cleaner Aquanaut, and I notice that the tires are worn out, and so I'll pick up new tires for that, and I'll make a note just to make sure that I bring those back at the next time I get there. So when I pull up at that pool next week, I'll see my note that says, you know, make sure you bring the Pool Vernugan tires back there. I call it the Pool Vernugan still. Hayward Pool Cleaner. And you bring those tires back there so you don't think you walk back to your truck So make notes of what needs to be done the following week so that you're kind of ahead of yourself when you get there the next time. All of these, of course, are there to prevent you from making a critical mistake. Like, for instance, not putting chemicals in the pool would be what I consider a critical mistake. And if you don't fill up the floater with tablets or add chlorine or make sure the salt system is working, the next time you're there, the pool could be a disaster. And so for me, I think it's critical to have this routine developed that you're doing the same exact thing at that pool every week, in the same exact thing at every pool every week. So you develop that same routine, and you don't kind of let anything fall through the cracks. It's really important, I think, in any business like this. I think housekeepers do the same thing. I know my gardeners out there, I watch them they do the same exact routine every week on, on their gardening route, and I think it's the same for pool service. Yes, it's monotonous, it's kind of repetitive, but it's the only way to do the pool service without forgetting to do something critical, and maybe even losing that account because you forgot to clean out the skimmer basket, which is not unheard of. But if you stay in your routine, the likelihood of that happening is very slim to nil in that case. As long as you stay in your routine, you should be fine, even if you're not even tracking what you're doing. I've been driving in the morning and not even realize where I'm at, and definitely that happens. And that's kind of the routine of driving to the stops every week. Kind of get into that routine, and that's how it should be at the pool. Everything you do is kind of just automatic at that point when you're doing the pool cleaning or doing the service at that pool. And if you're looking for other podcasts that I've recorded, definitely go to my website, swimpoollearning.com. And on the banner, there's a podcast icon. On the podcast site, there's also a search box. You can type in filter or you know power vac or riptide, and it'll bring up all the podcasts that I've recorded on that subject which is really cool and easy for you, an easy an easy way, I I can't even say it, an easy way for you to find a podcast that you may want to listen to. So check that out, again, on the banner at my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. Click on the podcast icon, that'll take you there. And if you're in the industry and want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Again, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Regress your week, and God bless.